everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and we have got a great show for you here today. Now, I am joined, almost as always, by my good friend, Mr. Mike Mott. How you doing, sir? Doing good. That was a great Tony Ti- Tony the Tiger impression you you did there. Oh, man, I'm telling you, Kellogg's is going to be calling me and offering me all sorts of dimes and nickels and stuff to get me to stop. Yeah, they're going to pay you to not do that, ever. <laughs> Mike, uh, you drinking anything tonight, buddy? Yep, I got a. Um, I've talked about this brewery many times. It's out of Birmingham. It's the Trim Tab Brewing. Uh, they've got this uh, series of different IPAs they're trying. They're kind of experimental IPAs with different kinds of hops. Every single one of these is fantastic. And the one I have tonight, get that sound in there, is the uh, <laughs> Seeds of Society. I don't know if we've had that one on this one before, but like all of these, it's a uh, double IPA. It's just fantastic. These are all very citrusy. I think that's why I like them. There's more citrusy than piney, and they're just – every single one of these beers is a winner. I've had four of them, and they're all great. It seems like there's a different one every month. So I've never had that, but I can tell you over the course of the past three months, um, we have definitely seen the dregs of society. So we're happy for the seeds. <laughs> that's right, for sure. All right. Uh, yeah, I am actually uh, – Mike, I took a page out of your wife's book tonight. I uh-huh. ordered that box of uh, Black Box Cabernet Sauvignon. It is very, very good. I do think the song Save Tonight would be a little bit different if it was you and me and a box of wine, though. It doesn't sound as good. It doesn't work melodically either. (laughs) All right. So you heard him on episodes that actually came out today um, was Mr. Jonathan Oaks from Trivial Warfare. We are joined today by Mr. Chris Hollister. How you doing, sir? Hey, Chris and Mike. How you guys doing tonight? Doing well, my friend. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I appreciate this. My wife appreciates you uh, having me out to record tonight because it's uh, stopped me from watching uh, The Endless Cycle of Hamilton on Disney Plus this weekend. Uh, I'm on my third viewing right now, and uh, I've been, uh, I get something new after it every time I've been watching it, and I'm just uh, enjoying the heck out of it. So it's like my wife was like, oh, you're recording. Thank God you're doing something else. <laughs> Every time I didn't notice this before, but every time Groff Sauce did the whole shimmy with his shoulders when he's singing, I start cracking up laughing. It's so funny. Well, that and also the amount of saliva that man was putting oh out God. was amazing. And the recording did him no favors. It did at all. He's a real if you haven't seen, is it Mind Hunter on Netflix that he's in? Oh my gosh, he can act. He's yeah, phenomenal. He, he he is fantastic, I tell you what. And then of course he's uh what, Sven or uh He's one of the characters. No, Kristoff. He's Kristoff yeah. in uh, Frozen, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yes, as Chris said, I am uh, Chris Hollister. I, uh, I am one of the uh, uh, four partners in crime that do Trivial Warfare, along with uh, Jonathan Oakes, Ben Young, and Carmela Smith. And uh, we're the pub, uh, we, we are one of the originals uh, taking the pub quiz out of the pub and bring it home to you. And uh, we had Chris on uh, one of our last episodes that, we, that I recorded on, had a fantastic time. It was easily one of our best episodes that we've recorded in a very, very long time. I hope you had a good time with it. I had a great time. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I uh, highly recommend uh, if you have not listened to our podcast, definitely go out and take a listen and look for Chris's name because uh, you definitely want to check that episode out. It was fantastic. Anyway, but it's good to be on the show, and uh, I'm not drinking anything fancy. I'm a teetotaler, as people that listen to Trivial Warfare know. I do not drink the uh, the adult beverages, Um, but I am drinking a uh, I'm drinking a sweet tea out of my Tervis cup. 
So uh, there is that. Uh, you're in Florida. Sweet tea is mandatory. It really kind of is. I didn't realize there was other kinds of tea, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm from New England. We all had unsweet tea. It was weird. <laughs> that's why no one's happy Fair up there. That's, that's, that's a very good point. Anyway, but it's good to be on the show. We're happy to have you. We're going to swing this all the way out. Um, and she, I, I'm assuming she had a good time on our show last time because she is back. Everyone say hello to Miss Kylie Diggs. How you doing, Kylie? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, life is good. Life is good. No complaints. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy to be back. I'm looking forward to this themed game. Um, like you said, uh, I'm Kylie Diggs. I'm in Arizona, and um, I... I'm the quiz master and owner of Brainwave Trivia. Um, you might have seen my questions on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I also am a huge fan of Trivial Warfare. Um, props, Chris. I've uh, been listening to that show for a very long time. I'm a member of the Warhead community over there on Facebook, so I sometimes put little quizzes and stuff up in that group. That I never um, get right. They, they demolish them every single time. Speaking of uh, earlier, before we started the record, we were talking about not knowing the difficulty until you play test something. Like, I tell you what, those Facebook groups, those trivia Facebook groups just put my questions to shame a lot of times. I think they're hard and they are not. So, yeah, um, I'm also a trivia book author. I've got some titles up there on Amazon. Uh, friends trivia is my main specialty um and uh, there's also a sex in the city uh book and a 90s movie book which i'm hoping the research that i did for that is going to help me in tonight's game <laughs> we'll see yeah and uh as for my beverage this evening it's the same as it was the last time i was here it's my go-to and it is scotch and diet coke there you go what scotch is in your glass tonight uh johnny red okay yeah not a bad thing. And guys, we're going to go a little bit international, as close to international as we can get, um, you know, as, as close as we really can get without going south. We're going to go north to Vancouver, Canada. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, man. I'm excited to be here. So tell uh, tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about you and uh, your Twitter handle. Yeah, sure. As Chris said, I'm Josh. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. And... Recently, just a few months ago when the quarantine all went down, I got the idea to start writing film trivia because I always loved movies. And like everyone here and probably all the listeners, I'm a big fan of Jeopardy. So I wanted to kind of write Jeopardy-style questions about movies. So I started Film Riddles Trivia on Twitter, which some of you may be familiar with. And now I, I'm here competing, and we're going to see if I actually know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm a little bit boring when the drink side. I'm just I'm just doing a water today, guys. I apologize. No, no, you handle handle your own stuff. If if you know, drink what you want. Um, as long as you're doing it responsibly, there's no judgment <laughs> here. It's all about as long as you're having a good time, we're gonna be fine. I'm a responsible water drinker. Yeah. There you go. I am a responsible wine drinker because we can't go anywhere in Florida because I don't think you can step outside without catching COVID right now. We are gonna get started. With our pregame, our pregame is a little bit different this week. We are back to our regular game, four rounds of trivia, four questions per round with a halftime and three wager questions at the end. Each correct answer is worth 10 points. The halftime question is worth 20 points with five possible answers. Your pregame, two points apiece. Your pregame we're going to start with is a 50-50 answer. You're either going to give me a yes or no. We're going to move through this pretty quickly. Here is your pregame category. If you know me, you know I am a major fan of the Evil Dead. 
I am also a major fan of Cabin in the Woods. I want you to tell me the things that I'm listing. Are they or are they not on the whiteboard in Cabin in the Woods of possible things to attack the teenagers? And the first round is going to go Mike, Kylie, Josh, Chris. You're going to give me a yes or no answer. Okay. Question number one. Is Deadites on the board? Mike. I'm going to say yes. Kylie. Ah, rough. I love Evil Dead, but I've never seen Cabin in the Woods, so I'm just stabbing in the dark, and I will say no. Josh. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just going to hope I could go with the crowd here, but it's 50-50, so let's just say yes. And Chris. I will go yes as well. Deadites, known throughout the Evil Dead uh, fandom as the zombies, is on the whiteboard. It is. (laughs) Nicely done. For me, that was literally, there's probably a reason he brought up Evil Dead. Well, it's called, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Like, even the cabin they went to is a dead ringer for the one from the Evil Dead. True, I did only see it one time, but yes, that's so good. It's so good. It's a great movie, yeah. Chris, nice head fake with the answer there. That was pretty good. (laughs) I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Number two, we're going to start with Kylie here. Kylie, was a Cyclops on the board? I'm going to say no. Josh. Yes. Chris. I'm going to say no as well. Mike. I think I'm going to say no, too. A Cyclops was not on the board. Nicely done. Number three, what about piranhas? And we're going to start with Josh. Yes. Chris. Were they laser piranhas? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say yes as well. Mike. That seems like the kind of absurd thing they would have put on the board, so I'm going to say yes. And Kylie. Always right to be scared of piranhas, so I'll say yes. (laughs) The remake of Piranha... 3D, done by Alex Aja, is phenomenal if you haven't seen it. It also has a really cool scene with Eli Roth getting torn apart by piranhas. But it is not on the board. (laughs) Oh, oh for on that one. Question number four, and we're going to start this one with Chris Hollister. Okay. The Sugar Plum Fairy. It's just absurd enough to be on the board. I'm going to say yes. All right, Kylie. I'll say yes. Josh. If you came up with this one on your own, I'd be I'd be very impressed. I'm gonna go with the yes. A little bit of game theory, Mike. What do you say? That yeah, that just seems like one of those things that what a great thing to be killed by, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Everyone gets points. The sugar plum fa- sugar plum fairy is there, and actually, if you see the elevator scene, the sugar plum fairy comes out and is one of the people killing everybody. <laughs> Spoilers: If you have not seen Cabin in the Woods, it is one oh, of the so funniest bad. moments in movie history. It's so good. Number five, the dismemberment goblins. Josh. Yes. Chris. Okay, we got it. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to do a little game theory here because you want, it's gone yes, no, yes, no. So far, oh crap, I think I messed it up because, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to say, I don't know. I messed it up. I can't remember anymore. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Mike. Dismemberment goblins? Yes. Or no. Uh, that just seems weirdly... 
<laughs> it just seems weirdly specific, so I'm going to go with yes. Kylie. I think yes on this one as well. The Dismemberment Goblins were on the list. Nicely done. Oh, man. All right. That could have been a separation question right there. Your last one of the pregame, an angry, molesting tree. Hi-oh. And we're going to start with Mike. Whew. I was hoping you weren't going to start with me. Uh, I mean, I guess it's in a way it's a shout out to I'm tipping my hand, but uh, it's a shout out to Evil Dead 1. I feel like it. So it probably would have been on there. I'll say yes. Uh, Josh. I think I would have remembered it. I'm going to go with no. Kylie. I think no. I'll go with no. And Chris. All right, I flipped my uh, Jane Cobb uh, coin here. Heads for uh, heads is Jane Cobb, tails is uh, Mutter's milk on the backside, and he told me to say yes. So the I put yes. And yet another shout out to Evil Dead. The correct answer is yes. If you have not right. seen a still image of that of that list, it's hilarious. Not quite as hilarious as watching Bradley Whitford being killed by a merman. <laughs> Still freaking hilarious. Your score is coming out of the pregame. I've got Mike with 10. Kylie's got six. Josh has six, and Chris has eight. All right. We are moving into our regular game. Round one, question number one. Your category is in alcohol. Whoop. I'm out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here's my time to shine. All right. We've been, <laughs> some of us have been studying since since college for this. <laughs> What alcoholic drink, typically made with coffee liqueur, cream, and vodka, is the dude's favorite in the Big Lebowski? Mike and lock in. Hold on. Okay. There is a bonus on this question. Take it back. A bonus two points, if you can tell me. The dude makes an appearance in a Super Bowl TV commercial opposite Carrie Bradshaw, advertising what beer? I'm locked in. Kylie is locked. Chris is locked in. Mike can lock in. All right, Josh, it's up to you, sir. Talk it out. Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll lock in. All right, everyone's locked in then. Okay. All right, Kylie, you were the first one to lock in. What did you say? So the dude's drink is a white Russian, and he and Sarah Jessica Parker were shilling Heineken. All right, Mike, what did you say? Uh, I said uh, said white Russian, or he also calls it a Caucasian, I think, at w- one point in the movie. Um, but I, I did not remember the commercial. For some reason, uh, Stella Artois popped into my head, so I said Stella Artois for the commercial. All right. Chris, what did you say? Yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, white Russian's my, my main answer to lock in, but when Kylie said Heineken, that's what I locked in with, but I realized I was wrong because it is Stella Artois, which Mike just said. But I locked in with Heineken, unfortunately, so I am wrong on that one. But I'm pretty sure about the White Russian. And Josh? I locked in to keep the game going because I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The correct answer is, in fact, a White Russian. And it was Stella Artois. Nicely done to Mike. As soon as Mike said that, I was like, absolutely, yep. that's what it is. <laughs> yep, Kylie, I was right there with you. It was just, no, as soon as you said Heineken, it was like, dang it, it was Stella, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, because when you said Heineken, I was like, oh, crap, was it Heineken? <laughs> I saw you shake your head doubting yourself on that one, and I'm like, oh, yeah. crap, Mike went Bud Light again. <laughs> or was that Natty Light, Mike? I'm sorry, I can't remember what you drink now. Okay. Uh, 
I've tried to put it out of my head. <laughs> You're not getting it out of your mouth. Mm. Round one, question number two. Your category is licensed to swim. In the original Jaws, the locals catch a tiger shark that they claim is the killer shark terrorizing Amity Island. While doing an autopsy of the shark, Hooper pulls out a license plate from what Gulf Coast state? This is like my Chris favorite movie. In. Chris is locked in. This is like my favorite movie. You should have known. Or at least Mike should have known this. There's going to be a question from Jaws on here. I should. I should have. This is one of my wife's favorite movies, and um, I'm not a big fan, but I'm not a big fan of horror movies in the first place, so it's just... Well, the good news is I think we're pretty much out of horror movies. I think I tapped tapped this out in the first couple of questions. All right, Mike can go ahead and lock in. Mike and Chris are locked in. I'll I'll lock in with my guests. All right, Kylie's locked in. I'll lock lock in, too. All right, everyone is locked in. We're going to start opposite way. Josh, what did you say? Okay, I don't even know what Gulf Coast means, but I'm going to guess Louisiana. Josh has a Louisiana. Chris? Uh, Josh, you guessed uh, You guessed right with the Gulf Coast. Uh, I did a guess also, and I also said Louisiana. Oh, okay, good to hear. Kylie? I was going to say, you know, sort of game theory and say Florida, because that's where you, you guys are based, but I went with Alabama for no real good reason. Uh, Kylie, you got to say it to Forrest Gump way. Alabama. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And the gentleman from Alabama, Mr. Mike Mott, what did you say? The gentleman from Alabama briefly considered both Alabama and Louisiana, but I ultimately went with Florida. It was a total guess. It came up from the warm Gulf waters. And as you know, tiger sharks are the trash can of the sea. It was a license plate from Louisiana. Yes. Nice job, Josh and Chris. Well done. Hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. (laughs) Unfortunately, I am neither when it comes to trivia. (laughs) Round one, question number three. And I'm going to caution you by saying I cheated a little bit here because this is not necessarily a movie question, but it kind of is. Your category (laughs) is the answer is not Sean Bean. Known for his unique look and multiple collaborations with director Robert Rodriguez, what 76-year-old actor has had more on-screen deaths than anybody else with 65? Can you repeat the question one more time, please? I will be happy to. Known for his unique look and multiple collaborations with de- director Robert Rodriguez, what 76-year-old actor has had more on-screen deaths than anybody else with 65? I will lock in. All right, Kylie's in. Who's next? I see, I see their face, and I'm just... I got lock in. We got Josh. All right, I'm locking in. I'm not sure, but I'm locking in. So, Mike, take it away. Ugh! I'm trying that I'm I'm maybe getting a little too hung up on, like, the Robert Rodriguez thing. I haven't seen a whole lot of Robert Rodriguez films. Um, the first one, first name popped in my head was Danny Trejo. He'd be about that age. I just cannot believe he's been that ubiquitous, but the other, and he does have a unique look. Uh, the other actor with a unique look that popped into my head that I know has been in at least one Robert Rodriguez movie is Steve Buscemi, but I don't really think he's been in, I don't, I don't think he's associated with Robert Rodriguez in the same way. So I'll lock in with Danny Trejo. Mike's locked in. Danny Trejo. Kylie, what did you say? 
I also said Danny Trejo. Get Danny Trejo for Kylie. Josh. I heard a unique look, and I went Steve Buscemi. So. Went with Steve Buscemi. And Chris, what did you say? Uh, I did three out of four. I said Danny Trejo. Uh, Machete himself. Well, Machete does, in fact, kill. The correct answer is Danny Trejo. Oof, wow. It, uh, yeah, oh. um, he has died a lot, but I think the most memorable is his tattooed arm hanging from Con Air. Oh, gosh, that's right. I completely oh. forgot about that. With Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wrote down Machete because I was like, it's Machete. I cannot remember the dude's name. It's like <laughs> I can remember his face. And then finally, right at the end, it was just like, okay. Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a lot with Rodriguez. He has done an awful lot with Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Round one, question number four. Your category is wrestlers in the movies. Yes. Rap. Wrestlers Paul the Big Show White, Bill Goldberg, and Hulk Hogan have all portrayed what character in movies? Okay, say that again. What? what? <laughs> Wrestlers Paul the Big Show White. You know, you're the big show. Bill Goldberg and Hulk Hogan have all portrayed what character in a movie? Mike. Mike's going to go ahead and lock in, and if, if I'm right, I don't even know what to say, but I, I just have a guess. I'm not going to be able to logic there, I don't think. I'm I'm locking in two, and yeah, I'm just locking in two. I don't want to say anything more, but that's uh, I have no idea if I'm right or not, but I think I might be. I, I feel like Kylie, uh, Kylie might have an aneurysm. You okay over there? This I'm so confused. I know who all three of these wrestlers are. When you said wrestling, I was like, oh, no, it's, I'm not going to know any of these. But this is like the era when I was watching wrestling. But I cannot think of a single thing that all three of those dudes would have had the same role. Okay, I have to go to a Zen place, and then I will come back with an answer. <laughs> She's visiting the Joshua Tree. Speaking of that, Josh, do you have any idea? Not a clue. So I, I'll lock in because I don't think anything's coming. All right, Kylie, talk it out. Sorry, I kept it on. Kept it on mute. I'm trying. Not, I, I muted myself because I was laughing. I'm sorry. I mean, I know some movies that Hulk Hogan was definitely in. Uh, he was like the was he the Tooth Fairy or was that The Rock? Um, he definitely. There's some movie poster where he's wearing a tutu or something weird like that. Big Show and Goldberg, they seem like, I mean, Big Show is enormous, so he would be, you know, some kind of bodyguard or, like, a tough. And then Goldberg, I think, has been in, like, some of these, like, Expendables kind of movies, so... But one one character, I don't know, I'm just going to say Expendable number two and end this misery. <laughs> Kylie is locked in with Expendable number two. Josh, what did you say, sir? I don't even know why, but I said He-Man. Do they even have He-Man movies? I don't know. But let's just <laughs> they did. Throw that it out was there. Yes, terrible. they do. Dolph Lundgren. And Courtney Cox. Okay, now I know I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what did you say? I had only heard of Hulk Hogan. I've never even heard of the other two. I'm not a big wrestling fan. Um, I don't know why this popped into my head, and I didn't think I was going to have anything better. So <laughs> I said Santa Claus. And Chris, what did you say? I'm going to say they all played wrestlers because uh, Big Show played Captain Insano on, uh, uh, in uh, Waterboy. Or was it? Yeah, it was a Waterboy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Hogan played Thunderlips in Rocky Three. 
and then Goldberg played himself in the uh, in that in that horrible uh, WCW wrestling movie that David Arquette was in that I cannot remember the name of it right now. I think that's Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. So I, I said they all played wrestlers, oddly enough. Okay. So I've got to go back and look at the wording of my question here to make sure I wasn't unintentionally vague. So I asked for what character a wrestler is not necessarily all the same character. Okay. Gotcha. All, all right, three well. of them. If I told you this, if I told you that the big show, who was like seven feet tall, had a fight scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger, would that help in any way, shape, or form? Nope. They they played, I don't know, they all dubbed in as Predator or something. No, that would have been cool, though. The correct answer, fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. Oh, my God. Playing oh, wow. a demented Santa Claus in the movie Santa Slay is Bill Goldberg. And Hulk Hogan in the iconic Santa with muscles. It is Santa Claus. Wow, nice job, Mike. I literally got there because of Santa with muscles. (laughs) That was the only reason. I was like, well, that's a common character that could have been played by other people. So that's where I got it from. All right, your scores after round one. Josh has 16. Kylie's got 26. Chris has 38. And Mike has 42 points. We're going to move into round two. Dose. Round two. Question number one. Your category is in Star Wars. It may be symbolic that I'm using this question on the 4th of July weekend, but what actor, musician, and composer helped write the cantina music along with J.J. Abrams for The Force Awakens? I'm locked in. Chris is locked in. I'm going to lock in with a guess. All right. Kylie is in. Mike or Josh, you're up. Yeah, I might as well lock in with a guess as well. All right. He's in. Mike. I may be getting too hung up on the 4th of July thing, but <laughs> it took me way too long to get there because I was sitting here going, okay, maybe he was associated with the Independence Day, so maybe it was Bill Pullman. It took me way too long to get to Will Smith, but actually Will Smith, actually, I, I actually know fits that uh description way more than Bill Pullman or then Jeff Goldblum popped in my head. I don't know why it took me so long to get to Will Smith. I guess I'll lock in with Will Smith. I really, I, I had actually forgotten there was a cantina scene in The Force Awakens until this question. So, <laughs> Mike's in with Will Smith. Kylie, what did you say? For no particular reason other than I could not back my way into uh, anything that made sense uh, based on the 4th of July hint, which I think was there. I just said Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Chris. Uh, I did not throw away my shot on this one. I said Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Josh. Probably missing the 4th of July thing here, but I just said Donald Glover. Oh, that would have been really dope. Oh, that would have been really cool. Little little childish Gambino action in there. That, that would have been, been cool. cool. This is America. Your correct answer did not throw away. Well, he did actually throw away his shot. He totally did. Like, we all in agreement. But I'm pretty sure most of us spent this weekend watching Hamilton it was Lynn Manuel Miranda. Nicely done, Chris. Nice well job. Done. Uh, Star Wars wow. trivia is my um, that's my bread and butter. That's that's my cabin in the woods, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched Hamilton over two times this weekend, and I still didn't even think about Lynn Manuel Miranda. That was great. Good clue too. Try, I felt the, clue. I felt like if I threw like Tony Award winner in there, it might give it away. So I was trying to be a little vague there. Okay. Round two, question number two. Your category is an actress, Tribond. 
I want you to name the character portrayed by the following three actresses. Haley Steinfeld, Emma Stone, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Mike can lock in. Mike is in. They all played the same character? They've all played the same character. Mike, what is on your shirt? It says I drink and I know things. It's my Game of Thrones shirt. Okay. I have the exact same shirt. <laughs> I, I have a feeling most, peop- most people who play trivia that are Game of Thrones fans probably have some variation of the shirt or something. I think most people that play trivia are Game of Thrones fans. Uh, that may be true. I am uh, popping open a uh, high ally, uh, throw a little throwback to my old uh, stomping grounds at Tampa Bay. Uh, they sell it here, and that's just awesome. So I'm so glad that it's here, and it's one of my favorite IPAs of all time. And it needs no introduction, really, for beer drinkers, but just wanted to throw it out there that I've, I'm, that's what I'm popping open now. It's a good beer. I'll, I'll okay, Chris, Chris, yeah, Chris is locked in. It took me a minute, but I got it. All right, Chris is there. Josh is locked in. Kylie, it's up to you. Um, yeah, this one's rough. Um, I'm trying to think of what Haley Steinfeld has been in because uh, I think she's the key to it. Are these? Well, I can't ask for clarification because nobody else got it. Um, yeah, Emma Stone and Haley Steinfeld and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Haley Steinfeld was in True Grit. She was in Edge of Seventeen. She, I know she's in whatever that new Apple Plus show is, which I think is uh, Emily Dickinson. So I, but I don't know if you're if that would count because this is movies. This so. is movie trivia. Yeah. Um, and I am hard pressed to come up with the name of her character from True Grit, but I don't think Emma Stone or Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, there's only other one other true grit. So I'll just go, uh, maybe based off of easy a Emma stone was in easy a, which is an adaptation of the scarlet letter. And it seems like they probably have made multiple versions of that. So I'm going to say, uh, Hester Prynne, even though I don't think that was Emma stone's character's name, but it's definitely a scarlet letter, uh, adaptation. So I'll go with Hester Prynne. All right. That movie was so good, by the way. Oh, so good. That's the movie you fall in love with Emma Stone in. She's so it good. It really movie. is. Oh, yeah, 100%. All right, we'll go to Mike next. Mike, what did you say? Honestly, I fell in love with Emma Stone super bad, so <laughs> I was already there. Um, no, actually, it's funny. I The first thing I thought was, oh, crud, I'm going to have to come up with Haley Steinfeld's character's name in True Grit when I heard her name because <laughs> that, was, that, that was the only thing I can think of. But near as I can figure, based on this question, she must have been the voice of Gwen Stacy in Into the Spider-Verse, because I know both Emma Stone and Bryce Dallas Howard played Gwen Stacy um, in Spider-Man 3 for Bryce Dallas Howard, and then uh, both the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans for Emma Stone. Uh, So I locked in with Gwen Stacy. And Chris, what did you say? Uh, The exact same thing. I said Gwen Stacy. Josh? I went uh, very far away from that and just guessed Cinderella. Was Was Emma Stone Cinderella? Am I even wrong with that? No, uh, it was a, oh, what was her name that played Cinderella? Wasn't it Lily James? It was Lily James, yeah. Good call, Mike. Nice, okay. Your correct answer from Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it was Gwen Stacy. Boom. Nicely done, Chris and Mike. Good job. 
I didn't even think about voice acting. <laughs> All right. Round two, question number three. Your category is an accident. H.B. Halicki wrote, directed, and starred in what 1974 movie that featured over 90 car crashes? In fact, while filming the big jump at the end of the movie, he compacted 10 vertebrae while getting the shot. Fun fact, he was also giving a writing credit on the 2000 remake of this movie, despite passing away in 1989. Name the movie. Uh, I'm locking in with a guess. All right, Chris is in. Uh, Mike's also going to lock in with a guess based solely on the fun fact. Speaking of accidents, I just spilled my high ally on myself, so... (laughs) I swear this is only my second beer of the night. Oh my lord! Can't take that, that, that I can't happened. take you anywhere. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm uh, I'm locked in. I'll lock in. Mike, what did you say? Did did Josh did Josh lock in? Oh, I'm oh. good. I'm good to lock in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So based on the hint, and I don't remember when this remake was, but it would be a right around that time. I actually would have thought it was a little later than 2000. But um, I said Death Race 2000. All right, Chris, what did you say? Okay, my locked-in answer was the French Connection. But I believe the actual answer is the Italian job. All right, Kylie. So I was going off of uh, 90 Car Crashes. I've not heard the name of that director. Uh, And then the 2000 remake. He's done nothing else. So I went with Blues Brothers which I now think is not right, but it's all I got. And Josh, a lot of car crashes. There were. <laughs> I haven't seen this, but you said uh, movie jump to jump into the movie. So I just thought like Dukes of Hazard. Not a bad guess. So uh, no points to anybody. Unfortunately, yeah. um, this director has only made a handful of movies. Um, he did this. He did a sequel to this. He did one other movie like the, the, Garbage Man or something like that, and then he was given a writing credit on the Nicolas Cage version of Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. That was 2000? I would have sworn that was earlier than that. That was 2000. I had no idea that was even a remake. My goodness. uh, If you go back and read the story of him making the 1974 version, like, there was, there's a story there where they're making the car crashes, and they didn't think they could get the cars in the front of the accident line to slide well enough, so they lit, put all their cars uh, oiled up. They oiled up all the wheels, and it worked so well that it actually slid into a car dealership, and the director had to go buy the damaged cars from the dealership, too. Wow. It's bad. Okay, no points there. We're going to rebound here, guys. I have faith. I have faith. I also have one too many questions. Holy crap. I was going to say, I, do you have do you have glasses? Like, what's going on? No, here? I have two round two question number four questions. So we're going to go with this one. Do the best one. This is one that you would never expect Chris to write. Now, <laughs> your category is in a question you never expect Chris to write. You may not know this, but there were two famous deaths that occurred between the filming of Spice World and its theatrical release in 1997. These untimely deaths prompted the editors to go in and edit the final cut of the film. One of them was obviously Princess Diana. The other was what fashion icon? Mike can lock in. 
Oh my gosh. It's there. <laughs> oh, brain, why are you failing me now? And Chris, I just want to say I was literally writing down Princess Di and Dodie Fayed until you said one is obviously Princess Di, and I was like, all right, darn it. All right, uh, Chris Hollister's locked in. All right, Kylie and Josh, you're up. So you said it's a, a fashion icon who died, but who was edited out of Spice World because they died. What was the year? 1997. It was from the time the filming wrapped until the theatrical release in 97. I can lock in. Yep, Kylie, you're up. Talk it out. Because my, my talking out worked so well on my Hester Prynne logic last time. Do not make me spit my wine. The I actually really liked that logic for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was, was great. It was good was sound logic. Um, okay, so I definitely saw Spice World. Not that that's going to help. Um, a fashion icon who died in 97 who would have been mentioned in the Spice World movie I'm thinking is probably British. Um and I am just not coming up with anything, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so, fashion icon, died in 97. I'm just going to say Liz Taylor and move on. All right. Kylie's locked in with Liz Taylor. Chris, what did you say? Um, I thought about it and thought about it, and I was thinking that it was probably around the same time, but I put down Versace. Mike. Possibly with an unfair advantage because I would never have known this fashion icon died in 1997 except it came up in a, an episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Versace died was uh, killed in 97. And Josh? If you ask me what are the categories you know nothing about, I would put fashion in the top three. <laughs> and, I, and I somehow still managed to write the name Versace. But then I crossed it out. Oh! I wrote Armani. Is he still alive? Did he die? I don't know anything about him but oh. i just wrote george so there's that's what i got for you oh your correct answer he was murdered i think in miami right mike or chris yeah chris <laughs> shaking his head yes, yes. i yes. think so yeah murdered in miami in 1997 it was versace oh that's a heartbreaker oh i just want to give josh a hug right now right yeah, yeah. oh points not making much of a difference at this point in the game Josh, I guarantee you. Again, like I said, it was a little bit of an unfair advantage. I don't. I literally don't think I would have ever gotten there if it hadn't come up in, a, in an episode a couple weeks ago. So here's your uh, Mike. Did that question come up in one of our games? It was. It was nothing related to the to the movie or anything like that. But it was. Um, I think it was within a year. Like what? When did Giovanni Versace get assassinated? I don't remember that at all. It, yeah, it's, I it's it's only the dates. I have the I have a weird it's a it's a numbers thing. I'm an engineer. I have a weird memory for numbers. Yeah, well, you're an engineer, so we know you have a weird affinity for dates too. <laughs> that that's a different story, and let's not talk about my high school experience, please. Okay. Hi-yo! Okay. We are on to halftime. Your score is going into halftime. We have got Chris in the lead with 68 points. Mike has 62. Kylie's at 26. Josh is at 16. Oh, God. I need a halftime speech from Al Pacino pretty quick. <laughs> Turn this around. Um, the best I can do is Tom Berenger from Major League Two. <laughs> Win this one for me. I might get a little taste of heaven now, just in case I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, Thank Lou you. Brown. Oh, All right. Sorry. Here's your halftime question. Your category is obligatory John Hughes question. For four points each, 
What did each of the five kids from the Breakfast Club do to get detention? Oh, frick. And I'll give you their names. You don't need to you don't need to match them to the names. You just need to tell me what the five kids did. I'll give you their names if you think that'll help. Sure. Their names were Bender, Brian, Andrew, Claire, and Allison. Chris, I just want to go on record as saying two things. This is a fantastic question, and I hate you. <laughs> All right, Chris is locked in. And one person's locked in. Complete guesses on all of them. I'm going to lock in. And we've got two. Kylie, how you feeling about it? I know three of them 100% that I'm right, and I have decent guesses on two. Sweet. I can lock in. All right, Josh is in. I think, Mike, you're the only one that's left. Is that right? I am. Uh, I have a list. Uh, I actually have a funny story about this movie that I'll go ahead and say real quick. Um, I feel like Mike is slumdog billionaireing this entire game. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I have only. This is weird. I have actually only seen this movie all the way through one time, and it was in the Netherlands with subtitles. What? And I love to pretend <laughs> that I was. Well, it was. It was. It was. The Dutch. It was the Dutch subtitles, so it wasn't like. Like, it was in English with the Dutch subtitles, but I kept, like, paying attention to Dutch subtitles, which probably led me to it, just because I'm weird. Uh, honestly, I don't really have... I've seen bits and pieces of this movie since then, but that's the only time I've seen it all the way through. I've got a couple of decent guesses. I Since I don't have to pair them with characters, I feel at least somewhat okay about a couple of them, so I can go ahead and lock in with them. All right. We're going to start with Mike. All right, I feel like somebody pulled a knife on somebody. Uh, I feel like somebody didn't actually do anything. For some reason, I thought like Ali Sheedy's character didn't actually do anything wrong. She just sort of showed up. I don't know why that, that stuck in my head, but it did. Uh, I guess somebody probably cut, cat, cut class or got caught skipping class. I guess that somebody got caught with drugs, and I guess that somebody got into a uh, fist fight. So th- those, were, those were my guesses. Those seem like fairly typical detention-oriented things. Pulling a knife is detention worthy, Mike? No. <laughs> what kind of high school did you go to? Oh, yeah, don't get me started. I know. <laughs> All right. We'll head on over to Chris. What did you say, sir? All right. I said uh, one of them stole something. Uh, one of them was fighting. One of them was smoking in the bathroom. Uh, one of them for cheating. And uh, just like uh, Mike said, uh, there was, uh, I think Ali Sheedy's character was Jared just because she wanted to be there. All right. Kylie, you're up. Okay, so um, Brian, the brain, um, he brought a gun to school, but it was actually a, like a starter pistol. It wasn't even a real gun, but he had a gun in his locker. Um, Andrew, the athlete, uh, was picking on a kid in the locker room uh, after gym and taped a kid's buns together. <clears throat> and... Uh, Allison, the basket case, just shows up because she had nothing better to do. Those are the three that I know. And then Bender, the criminal, I I could not remember specifically what it was. I just put vandalism. And then Claire, the princess, I believe was cutting class, I think. All right. And Josh, what did you say, sir? I just said things that could get you in trouble. I wrote smoking, skipping class, being late, 
having poor grades, and then I think I just remember somebody choosing to be there, so I wrote chose someone chose to be there. All right, so the good news here is we've got some points to give out. The bad news here is no one got them all correct. So Bender, the rebel of the group, no one got this. He actually is there because he pulled a false fire alarm. Brian brought a flare gun or a starter's pistol and left it in his locker, and it went off. Andrew, played by Coach Gordon Bombay himself, taped a dude's butt cheeks together. Claire was, in fact, skipping class. If you said skipping class, I'm going to give you credit for it. She was skipping class, and she went shopping. And Allison had nothing better to do. I think everyone got that one. Nicely done. I'll take it, because... That was, great, that was a great question. Um, Kylie, so Kylie, that, as soon as you said taping the guys bones together, I'm like, oh, I totally remember that. It's one of the most iconic lines of 80s cinema. It totally is, and I, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't get there, but that was well, well done, well done. All right. Round three, question number one. Your category is in a fatty's favorite. It's food. What fictional fast food company makes an appearance in From Dusk Till Dawn? Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Death Proof. A bonus one point each if you can tell me the other two movies that I left out of that list. Chris, can you can you give the list again so I can work on the other two movies? Yeah. The list was From Dusk Till Dawn, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Death Proof. And I want to caution you here. When I say made an appearance, it means that some semblance of this fast food entity has made an appearance in the movie. It could be an advertisement, it could be a slogan, or a flyer in the background. We're looking for the name of the restaurant, and for two bonus points, one each, name the other two movies that I left off of that list. I can lock in. Josh is in. Uh, Chris, Mike can go ahead and lock in. Uh, Chris is locked in. Kylie, you're up. I I know the restaurant. I'm pretty... Pretty sure of the restaurant. I'm just trying. You said there were two other movies that it appears in that weren't on your list. Correct. I'm just trying to come up with the second one. Um. Oh, Quentin, with your universe. Um. <laughs> I will lock in. Finally. Kylie, what did you say? All right. So I said that the restaurant was Big Kahuna Burger, and I said for the bonus, I was pretty sure Jackie Brown makes sense. And then I just got totally stuck trying to figure out the second one, knowing that this answer is wrong because Inglorious Bastards is, you know, pretty fast food, but that's what I said. All right. We have got the big kahuna burger with Jackie Brown and Inglorious Bastards. There's our PG 13 right there. Mike, what did you say, sir? I too said big, big Kahuna Burger. Uh, I and for the bonus, I said Jackie Brown. And then my second guess for the movie was Kill Bill. I can be more specific if you need me to be. Oh, that's a good. But one. I don't actually know. Please which be specific. Kill Bill it would be, but I. What's that? Please be specific. I, I said Jackie Brown, and if I am forced to choose, I would choose Kill Bill Volume Two. All right, Josh. What did you say, sir? Big Kahuna Burger, Jackie Brown, and I said Kill Bill. One or two. Like, I mean, I'm I'm going to assume, based on the where this is going, that it's Kill Bill Volume 2. But in my mind, if we're being honest, I was just thinking Kill Bill Volume 1. So we can go with that. All right. And Chris, what did you say, sir? 
I also locked in with Big Kahuna Burger. I also locked in with Jackie Brown. Uh, unfortunately, for the uh, for the other one, I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which uh, I wish I thought of Kill Bill because that's a much better answer. Pretty sure I listed off Once Upon yeah, a Time. Yeah, that was on his list. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was. Yeah. No, I thought it was. I just wrote down from Death Till Dawn, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Death Proof. I just wrote down the four. Uh, nope. Uh, I do have. I'm looking over here. No, okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right. was on the list. Okay. Kylie Never and Mike, I, I did say that, right? I know Josh, I said that. You saying? You def- you def- yeah, I had, I had that on my list. Okay. okay. My bad. Okay. So the correct answer is, in fact, the Baked Kahuna Burger. Nicely done. Unfortunately, no one's getting the bonus points. Baked Kahuna Burger was actually not in Jackie Brown. Oh. Was it, was it in some Robert Rodriguez movies? So I'm going to throw one out there. What movie did Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino both direct? Is it Grindhouse? It's not. Well, we said Death Proof already. Oh. Did you say From Dust Till Dawn? We did. Okay. I don't remember the other movie they did together then. They did another movie. There were four directors. It was four. Into four oh, four some, rooms. Four rooms. Really? Oh, my Dang goodness. It. And the other is a movie that Robert Rodriguez did based on a story created by his children. Spy it, Kids. The Adventures of Shock Boy and Lava Girl. <sighs> okay. Ugh. Ten points all around, though. Nicely done, everybody. Round three, question number two. Your category is in cult classics. The 1990s film Idle Hands did not just introduce hormonal teenagers... To Jessica Alba, it also featured what rock band playing a rendition of I Wanna Be Sedated at the high school's Halloween dance? Mike is locking in. Mike is in. All right, Chris is locked in. I'll Chris lock in. in. Kylie's in. Not much is coming here, but uh, maybe you could list a band. I don't think I don't think anything's coming. I'll just lock in. All right, he is in. And we'll start with uh, Chris Hollister. Sir, what did you say? Well, um, I just was going to go with the uh, with the band that created the uh, I Want to Be Sedated. So I put the Ramones, but I'm not sure. I never saw, uh, again, not a big horror film fan, so just didn't know. He went with the Ramones. Kylie, what did you say? I also haven't seen this movie, but I know oh. that that's a Ramones song. So that's what I put, hoping that it's actually them and not a someone doing a cover. Yep. Kylie went with the Ramones. Josh, sir, what did you say? I don't know that movie, and I'm not a good uh, music trivia guy, so I just said nothing. All right. Mike, what did you say, sir? So I believe Dr. Dexter Holland got his uh, scalp ripped off or something like that by the hand in this movie. So I said The Offspring. It is, in fact, The Offspring. Oh, wow. Okay. And I believe he gets his head ripped off. Is he, is he playing that or is he playing the song Beheaded? It's one of those. They play both those songs in the movie. I, I don't remember which song he was beheaded at the time. I just remember the hand coming in and, you know, getting him. So. But, uh, that it, that movie, if you have not seen it, is so much fun. It's Jessica oh, Alba, Devin Sawa, Seth Green, uh, Eldon Henson from the Mighty Ducks. And later Daredevil. Yeah, and later Daredevil, yes. It's a really good movie. All right. Ten points for Mike. Mike is back in the lead. Round three, question number three. Your category is in movie grosses. In this incredibly shortened 2020 movie season, 
What movie is currently number one at the domestic box office when it comes to grosses in 2020? And I will tell you, at the domestic box office, that is a paltry $204 million. If that helps at all. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes, because no one's locked in. Does the mo- the movie was released in 2020? This movie was released in 2020. I'll lock in. All right, Kylie's in. All right, Chris is locked in. We've got two. Mr. Hollister has locked in. I'm going to lock in in the hopes that I might get a bonus point or two for making Chris laugh. <laughs> I am a benevolent overlord. <laughs> I'm ready to lock in. All right. We're going to start with Mr. Mike Mott. Sir, what did you say? So, uh, long-time listeners of the podcast and, and folks know that I, I got a two-year-old and a, and a uh, slightly less than three-month-old. I don't get out to movies much these days, and I literally could not think of a single movie that was even released in 2020. So, I locked in with Valentine's Day 2, Electric Booty Lou. Ooh. That's fantastic. Wow. Wow. That sounds like a different kind of movie that you'd be watching there, Mike. You get no points, sir. You get no points. Come and may on, God and may God out. have mercy on your soul. <laughs> All right, Chris, what did you say, sir? Um, you know, you threw me off a little bit when you said it was released in twenty uh um in twenty uh twenty because originally I was gonna say Rise of Skywalker because I figured the bleed over. Uh, because it came out like a few days before Christmas, uh, uh, about a week before Christmas. And I figured there's bleed over because it still made a crap load of money. But when you said it was released in 2020, I wrote the movie that actually came out on Valentine's day. Oddly enough, Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, Kylie, what did you say? So I, I locked in knowing that this movie, uh, did decent, I think, but, um, after thinking about it now, I'm concerned that it wasn't actually released theatrically i know it was on the path to a big theatrical release and was expected to make a lot of money i said trolls too and josh yeah like like michael i could think of almost nothing from this year because i haven't seen any 2020 movies to be honest but the only theatrical release like the only movie i could think of before covid with a decent cast was the gentleman but i very seems very unlikely that a violent movie would be the most popular so it was an R-rated film. Oh. Okay. It was not Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, though, unfortunately, which I need to see. It looks awesome. It's on my list to see. Yeah. It's on my it's on my to do list. Um, I will tell you, I dragged an eight and a half month pregnant wife to see this movie in the theater, and she will not forgive me for making her sit through another movie. With Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Oh, Bad Boys for Life. Really? Wow. It was Bad Boys for Life. That makes sense. That makes sense. Dang it. Chris, Chris, you and I had the same thought. That's why I asked the questions. The first thing popped in my head was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Round three, question number four. Your category is in code names. What 2008 film was given a secret code name to hide the plot during filming? but ended up using that code name as the actual title after the internet blew up with speculation about its plot. Wow. I'm looking for my bag of nothing. I got giant bag of nothing. Can you yeah, repeat it? Time, Chris? I thought it was a jar of nothing now. 
Well, no, Jonathan made it into a jar of nothing because he was lazy and didn't want to make it into a bag of nothing. <laughs> but the original, which was from this guy, yes. is bag of nothing. Here's your question one more time. What 2008 film was given a secret code name to hide the plot during filming, but ended up using that code name as the actual title after the internet blew up with speculation about the plot of the film? I'm locking in with my wrong answer. Chris is locked in. I will lock in with my wrong answer. Kylie is in. Welcome to the club. We got shirts. <laughs> if, if there are shirts, I'll go ahead and lock in with my wrong answer. <laughs> Mike is in. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to follow suit on that one. <laughs> All right, Josh is in. All right, let's hear some wrong answers. Who wants to start? Um, I put... Uh, Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. But I have no earthly freaking clue because I figured Tokyo Drift would be the secret password for it or whatever you want to call it, a.k.a. Blue Harvest. But I have no, I had no idea. You the movie me, that featured a 47-year-old Zachary Ty Bryan as a high schooler. Exactly. Back in my day. Mike, what did you say, sir? I could, you know, I... It, I even asked you what year it was, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get there. Um, the the movie that popped into my head right away before I asked, uh, and I just couldn't break away from it. I don't think the internet particularly speculated about the plot of this movie, but I know that it had a working title that was not ever intended to be the full title. And so Samuel L. Jackson insisted that it be the full title. I went with Snakes on a Plane. Oh, that's, that's a that's nice choice. All right, he's gone out with snakes on a plane. Josh, what did you say, sir? I love Chris's answer because I was thinking like movie sequels. If people are speculating about a plot, I would think it'd be a sequel. But I got too hung up on 2008, and I could only think of The Dark Knight, Frost Nixon, and, and my eventual wrong guess of just saying Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> All right, Kylie, what did you say? So I was thinking... Uh, came from the place of uh, what would people be speculating about, which to me is a franchise of some kind. Uh, and I just had nothing. So I went uh, based on the poster I see behind Josh in his, uh, <laughs> in his place there. I said quantum of solace. And I don't even know. Cause like people would speculate about bond, but I, I am not a bond girl in many ways, more ways than one. So I don't know if that's even close to the right year, but sounds good. It's the right year. I really hope it's not the right answer. That'll be embarrassing. That's a great guess. I'm going to throw some hints at you. So no one's getting points, unfortunately. I want to throw some hints out here, and you guys tell me if, if anyone gets it. The person that directed this movie is a gentleman by the name of Matt Reeves, who is directing the upcoming Batman. It is written by a gentleman named Drew Goddard, who works with Joss Whedon a lot. And he also did uh, Cabin in the Woods, Daredevil. ironically. He, well, he did Daredevil. Is it uh, he was Iron Man? On Daredevil. He was season one of Daredevil. He left Daredevil to do Sinister Six. That never got made, which is a travesty because we need a Sinister Six movie. Kevin Feige, get on that, please. Well, that's that's oh, Sony, so. Yep. No, Daredevil is back to. Well, no. Oh, Daredevil, Sinister yeah. Six. Yeah, Sinister Six is so Sony, Sony yeah. so you can't. Work something out. Hey. Sell, sell Spider-Man back to, to Marvel, please. Hey, man. It was, it was uh, produced by J.J. Abrams, who has produced both of the sequels. Cloverfield. It is Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Would never have okay. gotten there, but Did, I remember. Didn't uh, I didn't realize Matt Reeves directed that. That's interesting. I didn't either. I, didn't either. I just looked it up. <laughs> Here's the thing. I remember so vividly seeing the original trailer for that movie with the Statue of Liberty head just yep. coming down the street. Yeah. Like, and it was, what is this movie? What is this all about? So that actually makes a ton of sense. It okay. was, and that movie was a lot of fun. A I lot of fun. Love it. Stressful, but a lot of fun. It's a lot of. Yeah. It's a really when they put the stick in. Is it Lizzie Kaplan? I think it is. And they put the stick in her, and she just explodes. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's it's, a great scene. The subway scene. It's it's fun. Okay, we are moving on. Round four, question number one. Your category is movie spinoffs on TV. What 1974 film spawned a spinoff TV pilot named Black Bart? That starred Lewis Gossett Jr. as the main character. I'm locked in. Chris is in. That, my friend, is a slow-pitch softball in my strike range <laughs> and makes up for all the horror questions you're asking so far. All? The two? Okay, maybe maybe one of them. <laughs> the, the movie came out in 74, right? Not the TV pilot? The TV, yeah, correct. The movie came out in 74. Same year I was born. I'll lock in. Kylie is in. I think it was a little earlier than this, but I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and lock in. Mike is locked in. I'll lock in because I'm not getting anywhere. All right. Everybody is in. Round four, question number one. Mike, what did you say? I, I'm pretty sure it was more like 72, but I said Shaft. Mike said Shaft. Kylie. I was just trying to come up with anything that uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. was in, and the only thing that I came up with was Iron Eagle, which I don't even know if that's a movie. So. Oh, that was 1985. Damn, that movie was awesome. I love that movie. Sorry. No, you're good. I've never seen it. Ugh. Josh, what did you say, sir? Uh, Wild Shot in the Dark. I just changed one of the words and wrote Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Going back to the horror out, which the original Black Christmas is phenomenal. Chris, what did you say? The greatest comedy to me of all time, starring Gene Wilder. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I wrote down Blazing Saddles. Your correct answer is, in fact, Blazing Saddles. And it happy belated right birthday, there. Mel Brooks. It was right there. Ugh. They created the pilot just so they'd have the right to make a sequel to the movie without Mel Brooks' involvement. They oh, had... I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Next question. Round four, question number two. Your category is in line. <laughs> what line, spoken by Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, did the crew of Independence they like so much they included it in that film as well? Rumor has it Steven Spielberg was not happy. Uh, I'm locked in with my probably wrong answer. Chris is in. I'll lock in. Kylie is in. I can lock in here. All right. Josh is in. It's down to Mike. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to get away from Life Finds a Way. I'm just trying to think of if he said it in Independence Day. Um, <laughs> I'm debating which, which movie. Like, I feel like both of those movies I saw so many times as a teenager, I, I almost want to just walk through them in my in my head. I just know we don't have that much time. Uh, I mean, yeah, for whatever it life finds a way, pops in my head in Jurassic Park, and um, go do your stuff is what pops in my head from Independence Day for whatever reason. 
I, I'll, I'll go ahead and lock in with Life Finds a Way. I don't think it's right. I don't remember him saying it in Independence Day, but it's a, it's. I feel like it's an iconic enough line that it would make St- Steven Spielberg not happy. Mike is locked in with Life Finds a Way. Josh, what did you say? Life uh, Finds a Way. Okay. Just calm down. And you can. <laughs> You don't have to even see it, but you could feel Chris Rolla's eyes at Mike on that. That you was fantastic. Hear it. I'll have to edit that out in post because you heard the... Josh, yeah. what did you say, sir? I can't remember any lines from Jurassic Park <laughs> at all other than the something about you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you didn't think of if you should, or something like that. I don't even know if I got the wording right, uh, but let's just... We'll go with that. All right, Kylie, what did you say? First quote that comes to me from Jurassic Park always is clever girl, but um, that's not Jeff Goldblum. So I could not think of anything else other than life finds a way, which I don't think is in Independence Day, but we'll find out. And Chris, what did you say? I first want to say that Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure. Secondly, I thought it was Jeff Goldblum's impersonation of Elvis when he went, thank you very much. (laughs) Unfortunately, no points for anybody. Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Funko Pop calls this the sexy Ian Malcolm. He is shirtless with his shirt torn open in the back of a Jeep. And a T-Rex is chasing him. Oh, and he, go faster, go faster! He utters the line, must go faster, must go faster. When you're watching Independence Day at the very end when they're fighting their way through the ship and they're trying to get through that little triangular crease at the end... It cuts away from Jeff Goldblum just to the ship from a wide shot. And you hear Jeff Goldblum mutter, must go faster, must go faster. He never actually said that on the set of Independence Day. They stole it and put it into the movie. That's really? awesome. Wow. Wow. I ain't heard no fat lady. <laughs> You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> Round four, question number three. Your category is in Harry Potter. Harry? And there were three eye rolls and a really bad, I'm hoping Ron, maybe Hermione impression. Hello, Harry. <laughs> yes. Sir. Definitely yeah, Ron. Yeah. Okay. I am currently wearing Ron Weasley socks. So. Hey, sweet. In what Chris's opinion is the best Harry Potter movie, The Goblet of Fire, what does Harry eat that allows him to breathe underwater? I'm locked in. Chris is locked in. Uh-oh. <laughs> I really hope that this is correct, but Mike is locking in. All right, Josh, you're up, sir. No rush. It's been a long time since I've seen the the Goblet of Fire. Um, I remember somebody eating cupcakes and then falling asleep in a Harry Potter moment. I think in one of the movies. So I just said cupcake because it's the only. There's a lot of food in Harry Potter, but that's the one that like stood out to me as doing something to someone. All right, we got cupcakes from Josh. Mike, what did you say? The thing that popped into my head was gillyweed. I don't know if that was the breathe underwater thing or something else, but that was what popped into my head. And by the way, Chris, the answer we were looking for was Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. I love Alfonso Cuaron. Goblet of Fire is my favorite movie. You both are wrong, but that's okay. (laughs) Chris, you're up. Uh, Yeah, I put gillyweed down. And Kylie... Uh, it is Gillyweed in the books. Um, he uh, in the movies, Neville um, tells him to use Gillyweed, but in the books, it is Dobby, Dobby. who sums up with the Gillyweed. Yep, she is right. All right, and your correct answer is in fact Gillyweed. 
Nicely done. And I will thank my wife for that question because I don't give a tiny rat's patootie about Harry Potter. If you can't tell by the lack of questions in this game about it, I don't care about Lord of the Rings either. Oh, Ernst. You know what I do care about? Please let that be a segue into a Lord of the Rings question. No. You know what I do care about, though? It's something that Kylie, Josh, and I talked about on Twitter. I do, in fact, love myself some Indiana Jones. Okay. Round four, question number four. Your category is in The Last Crusade. As you know, I do love Indiana Jones. In the final Indiana Jones movie, The Last Crusade, Indy has to pass three tests before getting to the night guarding the grail. In the second test, Indy has to proceed in the footsteps of the word of God. What name does he have to use to cross the path? And a bonus two points if you can tell me the correct spelling of that name in Latin. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right. Okay. Um, the full spelling is what you're asking for the bonus? The full spelling of the name in Latin. Okay, I'm locked in. All right, we're going to start with Mike. What but in Latin? Jehovah begins with an I. I need you to provide the spelling, sir. I, I wrote down I-E-V-O-H-A-H, but I realized that last H is probably incorrect. All right, Kylie, what'd you say? So I also remembered uh, in Latin, Jehovah begins with an I, so I put Jehovah for the main answer. And then I knew that it started with I. I, could, I was trying to picture Harrison Ford jumping on the little stones, and all, all I could come up with that made sense was I-N-R-I, which is sometimes at the top of Catholic crosses. All right. Josh, what'd you say, sir? Jehovah. Don't remember the J or the I thing, so I spelled it with a J. J-E-H-O-V-A, I think. Yeah. All right. And Chris? I uh, did not even attempt to try to spell it. Well, I'll, I'll spell it the way I spelled it. I remember the I part on it, but I did also put Jehovah on there. But uh, I can't even spell my own name half the time. And so, but uh, I-E-H-O-V-A-H. And Chris, can I ask a question? Did I, I wrote down on my paper I-E-V. Did I say that? Because if I did, I feel like an idiot. It doesn't matter because in the Latin spelling, there is no H at the end, nor was there in the movie. Okay, there you go. I, I was thinking that H at the end was gotten, would have gotten me anyway, but okay. Okay. The correct answer is, in fact, Jehovah. Nicely done, everybody. I yes. love that movie. And I, I love that movie. I actually, I for me, it's actually superior to Raiders. Well, that's where you're I wrong. Must. That's probably blasphemy, but I just I think the presence of Sean Connery just elevates it. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. So I like that in the question you said um, the last Indiana Jones movie, just like it completely ignoring <laughs> Crystal Skull. As it should. As it I should. I didn't even catch that, but that's great. Crystal Skull is an abomination. It's so bad. All right, your final score is heading into the last round. We got Josh with fifty-four. Kylie with 72, Mike's at 110, Chris clinging to a two-point lead with 112. Any concerns with the scores? No. Am am I mathematically eliminated, or how's the final going to work here? The final is going to consist of three questions. I am going to give you the categories, and you're going to lock in your wagers. You can wager up to the amount of points that you have in any fashion. If you want to go all in on one, you can. If you want to go zero across the board, you can. 
you get three questions. At the end of the question, you're going to give me what your wager was. Your three categories in your final question, in your final round. Your first one is a movie tri-bond. I'm going to give you three actors or actresses. You tell me the movie they were in together. Your second one is an Academy Awards. And your third question, to get a little hyper-specific, is in Dinosaurs. And that is a shout-out to my lovely wife, Leah, who loves her some dinosaurs. My wife, too. So, out of the 112, we figure out what we want to wager. Or out of the point value that we have, we figure out what we want to wager. You can wager as much of those, you, you can, and you can break them up however you want in the three questions. It just cannot go higher than that. Correct. Okay. Chris, believe me, the rest of us wish we had 112 to wager from. Well, you're only two points behind me, mister. Calm down, 110. <laughs> the first category was movie tribond. Give me your wagers. We'll start with Mike. I was like, ah, oh, this is a mistake, but I, I wagered 40 on tribond. Kylie. I bet 30. Josh. Zero. And Chris. I think this is my strongest category. I bet 70. All right, your movie tri-bond question. Name the movie that featured the following three actors. Leave Schreiber, Peter O'Toole, and Ben Affleck. Same lock-in rules apply. Lock-in. Wow, that was fast. I bet zero, so... (laughs) Well, fair enough. (laughs) I'm locked in. We're down to Mike and Chris. Chris is locked in. All right, Mike, you're left. Peter O'Toole would be a great limiting factor given the other two actors if I could think of anything Peter O'Toole's been in since, like, Lawrence of Arabia. Good night. Ah, man. I I don't think I'm going to get there. I'm going to lock in with a wrong answer. All right, all of the answers are in. Question number two, your category is an Academy Awards. Let's go through your wagers here. We'll start with Mike. This is where I was sitting here thinking I should have pulled a Jonathan. I should have wagered all of it on Academy Awards, which is what I wanted to do. And I was like, I felt okay about tri-bonds, but I wagered 70. Kylie. I put another 30 on this one. Josh. Since the odds of me getting even two of your questions are so astronomically low, I decided the only chance I have is to put them all on Academy Awards. 54. And Chris. I just did 20. I was not feeling very confident about this one. Here is your Academy Awards question. The 2017 Academy Awards was was a memorable one after the confusion over the Best Picture winner. It was initially mistakenly awarded to La La Land before finally being awarded properly to Moonlight. Name any two of the other seven Best Picture nominees that year. Yeesh. Any two of them? Any two of the other seven. There are nine total. Moonlight, La La Land, any two of the remaining seven. I was just confidently listing off the ones from the following year, and then I realized I had the wrong year. (laughs) Chris, I don't think you did this intentionally, but I'm going to ask anyway, just in case you did it intentionally. This was the one year in the past, like, four years that we didn't do an Academy Awards-themed dinner. Was that intentional? (laughs) No, I'm not that petty. 
<laughs> I'm locked in. All right, Kylie is locked in. So glad I bet low on this. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm locked in. The la- it's it's actually weird because I feel like the last five to ten years is easily my weakest Academy Award time. I've seen your Oscar predictions. I can validate that. Fair point. Fair point. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm going to get there. I'm going to bow out. I got nothing. I cannot pull I, I got one guess. There's only one na- one movie that popped in my head, and I don't even think it's right. So I, I'm bowing out. All right, Josh, you got an answer? Yeah, yeah. All right, question number three. Mike, what was your wager? Uh, you said dinosaurs. It was way too open-ended. I said zero. Kylie. I put my remaining 12. Josh. That's zero. Chris. Zero. Whew. All right. Here's your question in dinosaurs. The first official visit to the Jurassic Park tour could have gone better. Two no-shows in one sick triceratops. But what was the first dinosaur they were supposed to see on the tour? It obviously was a no-show. I'll, I'll go ahead and lock in. I'll lock in. Locked in. I, I'll lock in. We're going to go through this one more time. I'm going to ask that you all give me your wagers along with the answer. So we'll start here. Final question number one was in Movie Tribon. Name the movie featuring the following three actors. That would be Lee Schreiber, Peter O'Toole, and Ben Affleck. We'll start at the bottom. Josh, what was your wager? Zero. And your answer? Boiler Room. Boiler Room. Well, that was Ben Affleck. <laughs> I've never even seen it. And Giovanni Ribisi, if I'm not mistaken. Kylie, what was your wager? I wagered 30 on this one. And what was your answer? So I was thinking um, that maybe Liev Schreiber plays a foreign villain and maybe Peter O'Toole is a CIA head and Ben Affleck is Jack Ryan. So I put some of all fears, which I have never actually seen. <laughs> I hope that might be right. Some of all fears. All right, Mike, you're in third place. What was your wager on this one? Hell of a pool. I'm not going to be in third place for long. Um, I got hung up on Peter O'Toole. I couldn't think of either of these other two actors being in it. I really just couldn't come up with anything. I don't even know if Peter O'Toole was in, to be honest. It was, I've drawn a blank, but I wrote down Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. And Chris, what was your wager? The, uh, 70 points. And your guess. And you said at the beginning that there wouldn't be many more horror films. And you you, you were wrong. You lied to me. You lied to me. <laughs> I said many. I didn't say none. I believe there was a very, this was a very bad movie, but it was called Phantoms. And oh, so, Alex was the bomb in Phantoms. Yeah, <laughs> he was the bomb? Wow. I don't think I've ever heard him being called the bomb except for in Goodwill Hunting. But I remember... Uh, I remember Peter O'Toole looking very bored in that movie. And your correct answer, as only Jason Mewes can put it, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo! The correct answer is Phantoms. Legitimately have never seen that movie, only know it from the Jay and Silent Bob reference. (laughs) Question number two. Your category was an Academy Awards. The 2017 Academy Awards were memorable. 
for many reasons. One was the confusion over the Best Picture winner. It was mistakenly awarded to La La Land before finally it be awarded to the Florida State University graduate Barry Jenkins for his film Moonlight. Name any two of the other seven movies nominated for Best Picture that year. Josh, what was your wager? 54, all of it. All in. And what were your answers? War Horse and Arrival. You've got War Horse and Arrival. Kylie, what was your wager? I bet 30 on this one. And I came up with Hidden Figures and Fences. Yeah, Hidden Figures and Fences. That's a good answer. Mr. Mike Mott, what was your wager? I wagered 70. After after almost deciding to wager all of it, I locked in with nothing. And then 30 seconds after locking in with nothing, I realized I should have locked in with the theory of everything and the imitation game. And Mr. Hollister, what was your wager? I wagered 20, uh, and I'm glad I did, because I put Arrival, and then I couldn't think of anything else, so I put Green Book, but I think that's the next year. There were seven movies nominated for Best Picture, or nine movies nominated for Best Picture that year. La La Land and Moonlight. The other movies, the Denzel Washington film Fences. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams were in Arrival. The Best Actor winner, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, Oh, that's right. I'm off by a year. Okay. You are. Lion, Hell or High Water, which is amazing if you haven't seen it. Oh, that's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. Hacksaw Ridge and Hidden Figures. Nicely done, Kylie. Nicely done. Here we go. Your final question was in Dinosaurs. The first official Jurassic Park tour could have gone better with no two no-shows and one sick triceratops. But what was the first dinosaur they were supposed to see on the tour that obviously did not show up? Mike, what was your wager? I wagered zero. Josh? Zero as well. Chris? I wagered zero. And Kylie? This was my last 12 points to be had. Kylie, you're the only one with an answer here. What did you say? Um, I had no clue, and I just picked a dinosaur, and I said Brachiosaur. All right, Josh, what did you say? Stegosaurus. Mike? I said Dilophosaurus because it later attacked Newman. Chris? I put Velociraptor because they showed up later. And your correct answer, while betting zero points, was a Dilophosaurus. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. With 162 points coming all the way over from Trivial Warfare is Mr. Chris Hollister. Hey, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, y'all. Nicely done. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I have to cut out. Chris, thank you again. Guys, thank you again. I apologize for leaping out, but anyway. All right, take care. All right, take care, y'all. You too. See ya. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice meeting you too, Kylie. Take And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Oh, oh, hold on. Was I the, did, did I come in dead last? Because I came up with zero. I came up with zero too. Oh, okay. Two of you oh, that's, two. oh, yeah, because you wagered all in the Academy Awards. You, you had one of two, by the way, Josh. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I was yeah, trying you were to rival. way closer than I was. I was looking up War Horse. I don't know where I got that from, but it was t- 2011, so I was very far off with that. I haven't seen the movie. Just... I know it was nominated. 
It's Spielberg's. So, like I should have seen that movie. I haven't seen it though. No, it doesn't. Have to I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. We hope you're having a good time. If you have not done so already, find the Pub Trivia Experience on Instagram or Facebook, Pub Trivia Experience on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. Email the show, pubtriviaexperience at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show or if you want to write a game, by all means, come on board. We're happy to play. But I want to pass this around to my guests one more time. Mr. Hollister had to jump off, but you can find Trivial Warfare literally anywhere you get podcasts. Josh, where can they find you, sir? I'm just on, on Twitter at Film Riddles, Film Riddles Trivia. And Josh, we're going to get you on to recast that, by the way. Yes. Kylie, where can our listeners find you? You can find me at brainwavetrivia.com. There's a trivia blog there, um, and I post uh, pretty regularly with uh, different quizzes that I'm working on. I'm also on social media, at brainwavetrivia. I do daily uh, Instagram and Twitter questions, and I'm on Facebook at brainwavetrivia. I do different posts over there as well. And if you're interested in Sex and the City, Friends trivia, or 90s movies trivia, you can find those books on Amazon.com by searching my name, Kylie Diggs. And pretty soon here, I'm going to start um, my next book. And uh, this is a deep cut nerd style. Uh, I don't know if anyone likes it but me, but I really want to write it. And it's going to be a book about the Robert Jordan book series, The Wheel of Time. So that'll be coming out later this year. Kylie, are you still doing the um, the trivia for, for the bars that don't want to pay someone to actually come out and host? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I sort of didn't mention that part just because uh, the world is shut down. <laughs> the the in person trivia world is shut down because of COVID. But yes, uh, Brainwave Trivia also offers um, a weekly subscription service uh, where if you want to host a trivia night at your bar or restaurant, but you're not uh, looking for a full hosting package, you want to host it yourself or want to save that kind of money, um, subscribe to our service and you get a full seven round uh, pub quiz every week delivered to your email inbox. So you can host it yourself or have one of your servers or hosts or someone who's good on the mic um, take take the hosting duties over and save yourself some coin that way. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love writing trivia. I love playing trivia and, um, I do a lot of it. She's damn good at it. She really is damn good at it. Um, everyone, while this whole COVID nightmare just doesn't seem to go away, I I would be remiss if I didn't say support your local businesses, your local breweries, your local restaurants to go, whatever you need to do, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever you need to do, just make sure they're getting your money. Um, the local businesses are the things that are really getting hit hard right now. If you're in the Tampa Bay, Palm Harbor, Clearwater, Tarpon Springs area, I cannot speak highly enough about Antelope Brew. They are a phenomenal organization, a phenomenal company with some of the best gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches you can get. They are the nicest people in the world. We cannot wait to get back out there. We just don't feel at a point right now where with how hot Florida has been, we don't feel safe going out there right now. But they do pick up. They do, you know, growler fills and things like that. And they've got some of the best craft beer in the Tampa Bay area. Give Antelope Brew a try right out in Tarpon Springs on the beautiful Sponge Docks. For the pub trivia experience, everybody, I have been Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Kylie. I'm Josh. Have a great week, everyone. 
This is like, uh, so there's two things that movie fans of this show know. One is that my favorite, favorite Stanley Kubrick film is Psycho. And two, obviously. obviously. And two, I am not a huge fan of John Hughes. <laughs> oh, wow. I know, I know. Man. But this movie is top 10 for me. This movie's phenomenal. Was it Josh Gad just did the episode a few uh, weeks ago of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off for his uh, Reunited Apart uh, YouTube uh, video, and it was fantastic because they did a beautiful tribute to John Hughes at the end of it. That's well worth the watch. I need to watch it. He's got he either has one coming or he already did one with Back to the Future with with Lloyd and everyone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even the original Jennifer. The original Jennifer? Yes. Remember, in Back to the Future 2 and 3, oh, they uh, changed Jennifer her. was played by, uh, by a different... Uh, what's her name? Claudia Welk. <laughs> well, Claudia... Cla- what? No. Was well, she- Claudia Wells was the first one. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you the, were looking for the first the one. The second one was Elizabeth Shue. Right. Yeah. And now we're back to Piranha 3D. Elizabeth Shue. There we go. <laughs> That's right. I loved her in Hamlet, too. I almost had the question in here of in what movie would you hear the song Rock Me Sexy Jesus? It's it's so funny. Right after I said that, Chris, I go, dude, don't say things. They might come up later. <laughs> if, if, sorry, guys. If you can take your headphones off, we're just talking here. I apologize. I know it's difficult to think when we're talking. Sorry. I'm gonna yeah, try sorry and, about that. I'm going to try and make out what's on Kylie's painting behind her. Say what? I'm trying to sorry, see what's I'm on your painting. I'm trying so behind. hard to remember these because I no, know no, no. Them. By all means, mute us, guys. I'm sorry, we're obnoxious. Oh, no, the painting behind me. Um, my husband made it. It's a um, Hunter S. Thompson quote. Oh, there we go. It says, "Sleep late, have fun, get wild, drink whiskey, and drive fast on empty streets with nothing in mind except falling in love and not getting arrested." And um, we had our then 12 year old niece read that quote at our wedding. <laughs> that's awesome. That is fantastic. I love that. I was trying to figure out what HST stood for. So that's cool. Didn't Johnny Depp has have, have his ashes shot into space? I believe so. I think they got really close when they were filming fear and loathing. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can see them being kindred spirits. Anyway, I need to actually think about the question. So I'm, yeah, sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> 